If you don't have an email list, then you don't have a direct line to your customers. Reaching your clients, audience, supporters, and fans with the right message at the right time in the right place becomes easy when you've got a strategic email list in place. My email list is the number one way I drive profits in my business. And major bonus here, it's a lot easier and way more fun than you might think. That's why I'm teaching a free live workshop all about growing your email list called From Zero Subscribers or Zero Strategy to an Engaged Email List That Lasts. I'll show you how to kick off your email list building strategy with no fear because I know it can be scary to start something new in your business. Save your virtual seat at growanemaillist.com. Inside of my free live workshop, you'll learn why email marketing is 10 times more effective than posting on social media, my secret to sending out weekly emails without adding a ton of work to my plate, my best tips for getting people to hit subscribe, and what to actually say to them to convert them from subscribers to paying clients and customers. Save your seat now at growanemaillist.com. That's growanemaillist.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. The fact that I have written a book and that this book is going to come out into the world in a matter of months is legitimately shocking. On my list of things that I swore I would never do, writing a book was towards the top. Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher, and I am obsessed with all things business, marketing, numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. I'm a small town mama who took a $300 camera, grew a successful photo biz, and now I work from home and run a seven-figure online business. I teach you the tried and true secrets to building a career you adore. Shy away from the real talk? (laughs) No way. Money, hardship, growth, loss, and marketing are all topics we discuss here. Think of this as your one-stop shop for happy hour with a gal pal mixed with business school. Pull up a seat, make sure you're cozy, and get ready to be challenged and encouraged while you learn. This is the Gold Digger Podcast. I'm not going to lie, the title of this episode and the subject matter of this episode has been sitting on my to-do list for quite some time. And if you know me, I'm not usually one to shy away from things or to avoid recording, but recording this episode honestly feels so much like recording my first ever episode of this show. It makes me a little bit nervous. It also makes me wildly excited and... I know that someday I'm going to listen back to this episode and think, wow, look at how far you've come. Now, the reason why I'm slightly nervous about sharing this with you is because it's a project that I have kept so close to my heart. I'm talking like my own mother and my sister. They didn't even know this was something I was doing for quite some time. It was a very sacred endeavor And to be finally sharing it with the world feels so vulnerable, but so exciting. So what am I talking about? Well, I am writing a book. In fact, I've actually written a book. And it is exciting and it's crazy and it's emotional and it's vulnerable and it's all of these things rolled into one. And this is also me standing at a starting line again and doing something I've never done before. And man, I cannot wait to tell you more about this book and this process and what's been happening behind the scenes for over a year. Are you ready to dive in? Let's talk about my book. New year, new goals, new podcast recommendations. 
Because if I know anything about you, it's that you love to work with earbuds in, listening to business advice and entrepreneurial secrets from the best of the best. So let me introduce you to my pal, John Lee Dumas, host of the hugely popular Entrepreneurs on Fire podcast. Each weekday, John features an interview with entrepreneurs changing the game and digs into topics that are interesting as they are actionable. How to start your own business during a global pandemic. How business schools set founders up for failure. And the secrets to scaling a business are just a few of those conversations that he's having over on EO Fire. Listen to Entrepreneurs on Fire wherever you get your podcasts. I frankly don't even know where to begin with this, but to let you know that I am just as surprised as you might be right now. The fact that I have written a book and that this book is going to come out into the world in a matter of months is legitimately shocking. On my list of things that I swore I would never do, writing a book was towards the top. And I cannot wait to let you in on what has been happening behind the scenes over the last year and a half. So first things first, let me give you a little bit of context. Why did I say I would never write a book? And why was I so confident in that decision for so long? And what the heck made me change? So in my Gmail inbox, I literally have a folder titled, If I Write a Book. Not when, but if. And I have had that folder for the last five years. Becoming an author would naturally come up in conversations here or there. People would always say, you know, you should write a book. And that idea was really flattering to me, but it never actually felt aligned. It never actually like inspired me into action. In fact, I can remember this specific conversation I had with an agent years ago when this idea was first brought up to me. And I remember thinking, wow, like somebody wants to read a book that I wrote. But I also remember thinking, I don't even know what I'd write about. Kind of like when I hit record on my first episode of this show and I was like, I'm going to run out of things to say in 10 episodes. And here we are 500 plus episodes later. And so I started this folder in my inbox and it was around the time that I'd hired my first VA. And I just said, if anything ever comes in about writing a book, I don't even want to see it. It's just, it's not something I want to do right now. And I don't want something shiny to distract me or convince me otherwise. And so this folder has lived in my Gmail and I frankly have never visited it because I was like, yeah, I'm just not going to do this. And so I have to tell you this story about how this all came to be because it's honestly just so crazy. So here's the story. So we went through COVID and quarantine of 2020 and our lives all changed as we knew it, right? And we found ourselves living at our lake house up north in Minnesota in a town of 1,200 people tucked away in the woods. And it was just a very different experience for us. And I think everyone experienced just some really, you know, life-changing things in 2020, both good and bad. And, you know, our lives had totally shifted. We were doing grocery pickups. We weren't eating out at restaurants. We certainly were not getting massages. And so out rolls around our ninth anniversary. And it was right when things were starting to kind of open back up again. And it was our ninth anniversary. And I was like, what are we going to do in this town? How are we going to celebrate? What will this look like? And so I looked up this local massage place and I booked myself and drew a massage on our anniversary. 
And the day of our anniversary rolls around and I actually get a phone call from the place and they were like, oh no, there was uh, this problem in your scheduling and it scheduled you for the wrong location, but we've worked it all out. So you can go first and then Drew can go second and you guys can you know drive back and forth because we had just one car and it'll all work out. And I was like, great, sounds good. So I go to the massage place and I'd never been there before and it's in the tiny downtown of our tiny little town. And I walk in and they kind of have this little like patio that overlooks Lake Superior. It's really beautiful. And I walk in and meet the massage therapist, Thea. And all of a sudden out of the corner of my eye, I see something moving and it is a mouse. There's literally a mouse scurrying past the doors. And immediately I'm like, oh my God, this massage better be good because I hate mice. And I watched it run out the door and right next to the massage place is like our favorite pizza and ice cream place. And I was like, oh, that mouse is in for a treat when it lands at Sydney's. And so anyways, I don't say anything. I don't like let Thea know that there was just a mouse. I like move on with the day. And so get on the massage table. My first massage in like a year, I have my mask on. I'm like trying to figure out how am I going to breathe with this mask on? But there's just something magical that happens when you get like that oil and you get greased up and you get the rub down. And before we had gotten started, Fia had just kind of in passing, just told me a tiny bit about herself. And when she was telling me about herself, she was like, I'm a massage therapist, but I'm also an intuitive healer. And she just kind of said it like it was blase, definitely didn't make a big deal out of it. Incredibly normal. But all throughout the massage, I was like thinking like, what does that intuitive side look like? Can she read my mind right now? What is she thinking? Does she know that I'm too hot right now? Can she tell that my back hurts right in that spot? And I like literally was overthinking everything. I had like a million questions I wanted to ask her, but I just kept like reminding myself, come back to the massage, come back to the massage. This is such a treat. Oh my goodness. And so she finishes up the massage. It was wonderful. We didn't talk at all during the massage and we kind of finish up and I was like, okay, there are so many things I need to know. There's so many things I want to ask you. So I quick get dressed. I walk outside. She's waiting with a cup of tea and we like sit down and I was like, okay, what does an intuitive healer do? Like, what does this even mean? And she was like, can I tell you what came up energetically during your massage? And I was like, oh my gosh, please tell me everything. I'm like so open to like hearing these kinds of things. I'm like, yes, tell me everything. So she tells me, she goes, you are fighting your creativity. She's like, there is something that you know you need to do, but that you are fighting against it, that you are resisting the process. And she's like, you're delaying your start. And, and she's like, do you know what I'm talking about? And I was like, oh my gosh, I think I know what you're talking about. And she's like, you're literally like trying to veer off this path that you need to be on. And she's like, during your massage, I like literally wanted to like hold your hips down. You are avoiding something. And she's like, you need to stop fighting this creative process. You need to surrender to it. You need to simply begin. And without saying anything, I was like, yep, I know exactly what you're talking about. It's a freaking book. And it was crazy because I wanted to know from her, like we had been talking about like wanting to get pregnant again. And we had been talking about wanting to grow our family again. And she 
I was like asking her questions about like fertility and that kind of stuff. And she was like, you need to do this idea first. Like this idea is on your heart. It's, it's something that needs to be produced and you're fighting it and you're resisting it. But before the rest of your story unfolds, you need to write down where you're at. So literally that day I like get home from my massage. I like still have like the massage table lines on my face and Drew was like, how was it? And I was like, it was great. And I like, couldn't even tell him like what happened. I was like, you got to go in for years. I'll talk to you when you get home. And he had like an equally crazy experience. And so that day I was like, babe, like, I think I need to write a book. Like I, when she was talking about what I'm resisting, I 100% knew in my heart that it was a book. So literally that day I opened up a word document and it was titled, if I write a book again, I couldn't even say the words when I write a book or that I'm writing a book. I just opened up a document and I started typing and it's so crazy how I was resisting this project for so long. And the second that I had permission or like somebody telling me like, you need to do this thing. And she didn't even say it was a book. She just said this thing. I knew what it was. I got started. And so this is not the end of the story. So a few nights before I typed the last word on my first manuscript, I remembered that experience with Thea and the massage. And I also remembered that mouse. And you guys know me as someone who is always searching for like signs from the universe or little God winks. And so I needed to know if there's meaning in the mouse that I saw scurry past the door. And I know it sounds crazy, but I go onto Google and I type in like, what does a mouse symbolize? And it says a mouse symbolizes running away from problems or hiding from challenges in life. And I was like, wait, what? This is like, as I'd written my own first manuscript, I lived in that word document. I like just spent time each day writing a little bit. And eventually I learned like there is never going to be a magical spot that appears on your calendar saying like, now is your time to do X, Y, or Z, like whatever it is you're delaying. I never had this like blank space on my calendar, like, okay, go write a book now. And it's so crazy because when I look at all the lessons that I teach and all the things that I've learned over time, it's like, I always tell people like, you literally just need to begin. You just need to start. And once I started writing, I was so inspired and creative. And I just remember there would be nights where like Drew was cooking dinner and I would like whip out my laptop and like start typing down a story and like just so excited about this process that I had put off for so long. And honestly, I'm really glad. I'm really, really, really glad that I never dove into this world until I was ready. But I'm also really freaking glad that I booked that massage and that what it led me to is just simply beginning. So it was crazy and it's such a crazy story. And I dive even deeper into that story in the book in unexpected ways. But it was crazy in terms of timing, in terms of COVID and quarantine and being at our lake house and me sitting in my chair, looking at Lake Superior every day and writing a book and not telling a soul about it. Like I didn't tell my family. I didn't tell my team. It was just something where I just started writing and I did it just for me. And it was, it was really like this beautiful release, but it was also really cool too, because I was like, I knew I was going to be hopefully entering this season 
of motherhood for the second time. And I knew what my vision was for 2021 in terms of hopefully getting pregnant and staying pregnant and having a baby. And so it was like, I was so fixated on that piece that Fia reminded me like, no, there's work that you need to do before you dive into this. Like you, you got to stop resisting. You got to surrender. So when I told Drew that I was going to write a book, he was shocked just as you might be of like, you said you were never going to do this. Like it was never the right time. It was never for the right reasons before. And this time it was just like everything clicked. It was so aligned. I didn't care about the money. I had the time to spend on it, but I also just had that creativity like flowing through me where it wasn't the super hard process. It actually came really naturally. And so he would just laugh and support me. And and it was like one of those times in my career where like I'd wake up in the middle of the night with an idea and like need to write it down because it's like, I don't want to forget this. And it was using my brain and my abilities in a totally different way, which we'll get into how that was, you know, challenging, but also beautiful. So maybe you're thinking, okay, okay, okay. Now we kind of get where this book started, but like, what is it about? And I want to set the record straight right away, straight away, that this I might shock you, but this is not a business book. So here's why. When I first started writing, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm the business person. I'm I'm the marketing podcast girl. I, I teach entrepreneurs how to run businesses. Of course, it's going to be a business book. But after educating thousands of women throughout the globe, I realized that the same things kept coming up over and over for all of us self-doubt, imposter syndrome, unfulfilled dreams, fears, anxieties, lack of boundaries, this like deep cry for all of us that we want to have this meaningful life, that we want to create a true legacy. And it became so clear to me that like in order to work on your business or your life or your dreams, you first have to work on yourself. And that's what this book is for. It is literally this guidebook to enjoy being alive and to not like suffer through life or delay joy or delay rest. But like, how do we enjoy what we're working so hard for? It's kind of like if I were to describe it, it's like an owner's manual to owning a life rather than life owning you. And it's full of what I wish I could tell you. So when I was describing the book to people, it was as though we were sitting down after this crazy shared experience that we all went through that was 2020 and answering those deep questions that we actually got to ask ourselves in the quiet of the uncertainty And when I was describing it to people, I would say, you know, imagine that we're sitting down for coffee and we say, you know, how are you? And you start with the normal, you know, busy, good. The kids are good. Life's crazy. Work is, you know, wild, whatever. And then after we get through all the niceties and the normal responses, we say, but how are you really? How are you really? And it's a question that we need to ask of others. I think it's a question that we hope people will ask us, but I also recognize that it is the one question that we need to ask ourselves that we avoid like the plague, just like I avoided writing the same thing. And 
I think that when I look at what I want this book to be and how I want it to show up and how I want it to serve and how I want it to impact people, I want it to be this permission to get quiet enough with yourself to listen to the response to the question, but how are you really? How are you really doing? Are you really happy? Are you anxious? Are you exhausted? Are you waiting for the other shoe to drop? And I think we've all felt those things. I think we've all experienced them tenfold in the last year. And so this book is not about the next five business secrets. It's a book that moves you closer, not to me, but to your own heartbeat and to your own people and to the things that make your life the good life. And I think that, you know, I could talk about business and strategy until I'm blue in the face, but I want to tell you what makes all of that other stuff worth it. Because all of those things that we love, the life parts that we want, the need for us to be all in, it can consume us and it can suck us in. And we need to know our why to stay all in for the right things. We need to find that alignment. We need to listen to our intuition. And so I am so excited about this book because it's this conversation, but it's also this place where I'm sharing stories of how I uncovered my own why. And then I help you to dig up your own, to listen to yourself more, to close your eyes, to lean into that inner knowing that the world has drowned out. As we look to the new year, you might be thinking about ways to hit the ground running with your business or even ways to help connect with your customers on a deeper level. We've talked about CRM platforms in the past, and I wanted to talk a little bit more about why they're essential for businesses in 2022. A CRM platform takes any customer interaction, like a sale from your website or clicking on your weekly newsletter, and it transforms that data into valuable insights. Insights like, when do my customers shop? And do my emails really get open more on a Monday? A HubSpot CRM platform is ready to help connect the dots between your business and your customers like never before. HubSpot is consistently working to make its products more connected than ever. With improved custom report builders, you can curate your data your way, making it super easy to review real-time reports on sales, marketing, deals, and more, all with just a few clicks. And if you're looking for cleaner data with a centralized system, the all-new Operations Hub Enterprise gives your team leads the ability to curate data sets for all users, meaning even faster and more consistent reporting. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help connect your business in 2022 at HubSpot.com. Gold diggers, we all know the B2B landscape can be a bit complex. From lengthy buying cycles to complicated decision-making processes, reaching your target audience can be tough. But I found a solution tailored just for you. LinkedIn ads. A whopping 79% of B2B content marketers say LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. That's because with LinkedIn ads, you're not just casting a wide net and hoping for the best. You're strategically building relationships and driving real results. We're talking about a platform with over a billion members, including 180 million senior level executives and 10 million C-level executives. You are networking with the actual decision makers. And LinkedIn's targeting and measurement tools are specifically designed 
for B2B marketers, meaning you're not wasting time or money on irrelevant leads. In fact, in the tech industry, LinkedIn ads have been shown to generate two to five times higher return on ad spend compared to other social media platforms. Using LinkedIn ads allows you to stay ahead of the curve when it comes to industry trends and developments, whether it's finding the perfect partner for a collaboration or uncovering new opportunities for growth, LinkedIn can be your secret weapon. Make B2B marketing everything it can be and get a hundred dollar credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash goal to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash goal. Terms and conditions apply. So that is what the book is about. And if you want to check out more and learn about the title and learn about more, there is so much waiting for you at jennacutcher.com slash book. That's jennacutcher.com slash book. But now let's talk a little bit about the process because holy moly, I had no idea when I opened up that Word document after my massage, after the mouse fiasco, what I was getting myself into. So Writing a book is a crazy experience. It is a cracked open, vulnerable, exhausting, emotional, beautiful process that I could have never prepared for. Like I have been told by a lot of people that writing a book is a lot like birthing a child into the world. And now that I've done that twice, I actually very much agree with that. And it's so wild because a lot of my book writing process was actually centered around our journey of this second baby. Like I knew I wanted to get pregnant and I knew that that was like the biggest vision that I held for myself in 2021. But then I also knew like I was super sick when I was pregnant with Coco and I went through kind of a depression the first time in my life that I ever felt depressed while I was pregnant with her. And I knew how tricky your energy can be while you're pregnant. And so I was writing, writing, writing before I knew that we wanted to like officially start trying again. And so a lot of my process was like working around this bigger vision that I had for my life, which was, you know, completing our family, making us a family of four. And so I wrote my initial manuscript before I got pregnant because I was like, Hey, in case I like die again in this first trimester, I want to get this done for myself. And I did the majority of rewriting and edits with a baby kicking in my belly. Like I turned in the full manuscript weeks before I gave birth to this human. So it was really wild going through this process at this stage of life because they say that writing a book and publishing a book and launching a book is a lot like birthing a baby. Well, here I am simultaneously getting pregnant, growing a human, birthing a human and navigating that experience all at the same time. So it was wild, but it also was like really, really beautiful. The other thing about writing a book that this digital girl was not at all prepared for, not used to, not ready for, was that it is a very slow and long process. Like if you are a part of the digital world, you are so used to like having this idea and then you create the idea and then you put it out into the world and then you get feedback and then you make it better. And like that has literally been the business model for years and years and years. It's like Jenna gets an idea, we execute, we put it out, we get feedback, we make it better, we launch it, we relaunch it, whatever that is. Writing a book is absolutely not like that. When I look at this process, it is, you know, I started writing my book August 20th, 2020. 
Okay. So we're sitting over a year later. By the time the book comes out into the world, it'll have been over a year and a half, almost two years. And it's been interesting because I've resisted this length and in the time frame, but it's also taught me so much about being still and going slow and staying patient and revisiting every sentence time and time again to make sure it is exactly what I want it to say. And I hated at times how slow everything was moving. Like I resisted it so much. And I think part of that had to do with the fact that like, I'm going to give birth to an actual human. So I want to like stay on time, but also it really challenged me to do the work, not for the world's praise. I mean, nobody even knew about it. You didn't even know about this. This has been happening for over a year and almost a half. That's crazy, right? And so it really had me making sure that I was doing it for the right reasons and that it was what I wanted it to be. And it was this process of editing and revisiting and revising and changing. And, you know, it's like looking at this final manuscript, it is you know, it holds a lot of similarities to my first one, but it also has evolved so much. And I think it needed that gestation time to grow and evolve, which is exactly what happens when you have a baby. So, you know, two babies at once, right? We have a a twin birth situation. We have a child and we have a book. Now, the other thing that I think is crazy about the process that I couldn't have prepared for is just how vulnerable it is. Like, even telling people that are close to me, like I was on the phone with my grandparents the other day, And I reminded them that I was writing a book and it's like, it's just this like piece of your soul and it it feels so vulnerable. And, you know, people ask you, well, what's it about? And when is it going to be available? And, you know, all these things. And like, I remember in the early stages when I finally let my mom in on what I was doing. And I remember like letting her read a chapter and she was like sitting across from me in the living room and I was watching her read it. And I just felt like I was like standing on stage naked. Like I just felt so exposed and I was like, like excited for her feedback, but dreading her feedback. And it just feels way more vulnerable than a lot of the other ways that I've shown up in the last few years. And so it's very personal, but it's also been this beautiful, beautiful process of being vulnerable again and sharing things I've never shared before and sharing stories that I've never talked about in my decade of entrepreneurship. And, you know, revealing parts of my life and my childhood and limiting beliefs that I held for myself and all of these things. And it's just like this unearthing process of like, what has life taught me? And like, how do those lessons live on and apply to other people? And I think that the last challenge about writing a book is that books are so timeless you know, you write it once and it lives on in such a tangible, permanent way. Like this book is going to be on nightstands all over the country, all over the world. It's such an intimate invitation into my life, but also it's an intimate invitation into your life. And it's not like you can just like log into WordPress and edit a few sentences, you know, a year later. You can't do that. There is so much more permanence with these words. And that was really hard for me too, because I'm such a done is better than perfect type person. And mistakes and errors and things like that happen because we move quickly. But again, this was a process that taught me to slow down. And 
you know, relishing in the fact that these words stand for exactly where I am at this stage of my life, but also understanding that I'm going to grow and I'm going to evolve and I'm going to change my mind as I do all those things. I had to let go of wanting it to be perfect and let it be this imperfect, but beautiful reflection of who I am today, knowing what I know now, and also inviting myself into the future version of me, whatever that looks like. And knowing that the things that I write and say and do then might be different than what I'm putting in this book now. But this book is a true reflection of my life up until this point and the things that matter to me and hopefully the things that will matter to you. So let's talk a little bit about the process of writing. So I approached this so backwards in so many ways. I was not super ritualized by any means when it came to writing. Like some people have this special desk and they light a candle and they drink a special tea or they do a special meditation. And it did not unfold that way for me at all. And I know that those things and those rituals work for a lot of people and bless that. But the process for me felt a lot like hurry up and wait in terms of like my passion, my ideas, the writing process. And then there would be times where I would wait or I would take a step back for 30 days or 60 days, or I'd be waiting for feedback for a few weeks. And so it was really interesting because I really tried to just let my ideas guide me instead of forcing it. I know for a lot of my friends, like they'll, you know, set aside an hour every day to write. And I was more of like, when inspiration strikes, let's just run with it. And I think that that really served me really well. And most of the time I would try to like get into the book in the morning, like before the pings and dings of Slack and email, you know, pick up. And a lot of times too, I would work a little bit at night. So I would put Coco to bed and Drew would be making dinner and I'd have this idea that I wanted to get out. But it was really interesting because I kind of learned like different methods, like things like recording a voice note of how I would describe something to a friend and then like listening to that and pulling out words from that or how I would speak things. And at one point when I was trying to finish up the initial manuscript, I rented a hotel room like for two nights because I gave myself this deadline. I was like, I'm going to finish this before 2020 ends. Like I want to finish this first manuscript, this first go at it. I had no idea what I was doing. So I rented a hotel room and I just focused on that piece of it. And that was super helpful, but that was like the only time where I like got away and like let my life be about the book. The thing that was so interesting about my process is that writing this book was literally just integrating it into my life because I was still running my normal business. I also was growing a human and planning for maternity leave and preparing for what that would look like and wanting to take three months off. And so it wasn't like I like booked a cabin in the woods or like went to Palm Springs at like a beautiful retreat for a week to write a book. It was literally these like baby steps and like integrating the book into my life in a beautiful way. And one thing that was so important to me, literally like the value that I held myself, the standard that I held myself to during this process was if I'm going to teach people and talk about like how to enjoy our hard work, if I am going to talk about like living a life that is so much more beautiful than the life that you present to the world, I have to walk the walk. 
my integrity was so much a part of this process because I have witnessed people who write books about like slow living and they're like the most frantic people. Or I've, you know, read books about people who claim to be super authentic and then they're like the fakest people in the world. And it's so disappointing. And I was like, if I'm going to do this, if this really is the right time to do this, if this is that thing that I've been avoiding that I need to do, I am going to walk the walk the entire way through this process. And so it was such a beautiful challenge for me, but it also made the process so beautiful. Like Drew would literally forget that like I was writing a book on top of everything else I was doing because it just became a part of how I was structuring my day, how I was working. And I held my team to that same standard, like my agent, my editor, the people that were helping me internally. I was like, if we're going to do this, if this is what the book is going to be about, we have to walk the walk. We have to model what it is we're teaching. And that was just a part of the process. There was so much life happening behind the scenes with my pregnancy and with everything going on, but also with the other key players and their lives. And it was like, let's continue to put our life first, the book second. And like, let's make sure that as we're doing this, we're modeling exactly what we're teaching. And so it was a crazy process, but it also like was not consuming like I had assumed it would be. Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. When it comes to content creation, you either do it because you love it or because you know it's a powerful business tool. Now, either way, it takes a ton of work. Whether you're building your website from scratch or struggling to manage payments, you need Kajabi. Kajabi is the ultimate one-stop shop that's been my go-to for almost a decade. Yes, nearly a decade. It's designed to help creators and entrepreneurs build thriving online businesses with steady recurring income. Whether it's blogging, coaching, or podcasting, Kajabi makes it simple to transform your passion into profitable online courses, exclusive members membership sites, and so much more. Over the years, Kajabi has been my rock from hosting my signature courses like the Pinterest lab to handling transactions without taking a single penny of my money. That's right. You get to keep 100% of what you earn. With Kajabi, you get powerful analytics, simple payment options, effective email marketing tools, and beautiful website templates that you can customize. And here's a little secret. You don't need a massive following to earn a great income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi 
Hobby who are making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers, and you can be one of them. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash goal. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash goal. Join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion today at kajabi.com slash goal. So I've given you a lot of background and maybe you're wondering, okay, well, when is the book going to be in my hands? When can I read it? And remember when I compared like writing a book to birthing a baby? Well, the timing honestly isn't all that different. So thank God pregnancy is not two years long. I could not survive that. But the book is coming out in June of 2022. And I genuinely could not be more excited for you to get it. Like I... I'm just so, I'm just so over the moon that like this book is going to be out in the world, that you're going to be able to read it, that you are going to get an entirely different side of who I am and what I believe and what I believe is possible for all of us. And yeah, so June, 2022. And I want for you, the one thing I want for you to do right now is to go to jennacutcher.com slash book. Again, that's jennacutcher.com slash book. You are going to learn more about this book. You can get exclusive access to cut chapters, sneak peeks, pre-sale bonuses. There's going to be all kinds of things. But if you want to be involved in this process, if you want to be kind of let in to what's been going on, what's behind the scenes, but also to like the latest and greatest updates of this process, then go to jennacutcher.com slash book. I would love to have you be an insider in this process and this new unfolding for my life and my career and my family. And we'll be filling you in more. There's going to be a lot more content about this process. There are going to be episodes where I interview my agent and my editor, and we talk about how to get a book deal and what that process looks like and the timing and and how it all unfolds. And I am just like so excited that I can finally share this with you. It has literally been something I've been working on for almost a year and a half without you knowing. And I did not keep you in the dark intentionally. It was really to check my integrity, to make sure that this was a project that I was doing in full alignment, but also to let you in when the time came and the time has officially come for you to know and for me to say, it's not if I write a book, I wrote a book. Thank you so much for championing me, for cheering me on, for being a part of this community. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Gold Digger Podcast. And until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. And I want for you to imagine if you were with Thea today and she told you you're resisting, you're fighting something, you're you're delaying your creativity. What is that thing that you need to simply begin? And I hope that you do it today. I'll talk to you guys soon. I cannot wait for you to read my book. I can't believe I'm saying these words. This is amazing. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast. Did that go by way too fast for anyone else? If you want more, head over to golddiggerpodcast.com for show notes and all the discount codes from today's sponsors. And if you're looking for a new crew of movers and shakers like you to bounce ideas and ask questions, be sure to join my exclusive community for gold diggers on Facebook. The link's waiting for you at golddiggerpodcast.com. 
Hey, gold diggers. Lately, I've been getting excited to finish furnishing our new home, which is why I want to tell you about a brand that we absolutely love, which is Article. I have been a fan and a customer of Article for years. I'm always blown away by the curated assortment of furniture styles they offer. They have mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandinavian, and even boho designs. There is something for everyone, no matter your taste. In our last house, we had their sofa and leather chairs. At our lake house, we have their dining table and chairs. We also just ordered some of their outdoor furniture for our new patio. Like, if you can't tell, we are obsessed with Article. The quality and style are top-notch. Article's online-only model means that they can offer some great prices with fast and hassle-free delivery. Pick the delivery time that works for you, and they keep you updated every step of the way. Article's customer care team is also amazing. They're knowledgeable, friendly, and always there when you need them. If you're like me and you're itching to give your home a makeover, I highly recommend checking out Article. They believe in delightful design for every home, and thanks to their commitment to style, quality, and affordability, it's never been easier to transform your space. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash gold digger and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash gold digger for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more.